Exodus 2, 11 through Exodus 3. Now it came about in those days, when Moses had grown up, that he went out to his fellow Hebrews, and looked at their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his fellow Hebrews. So he looked this way and that. And when he saw that there was no one around, he struck and killed the Egyptian and hid his body in the sand. Now he went out the next day, and behold, two Hebrews were fighting with each other. And he said to the offender, Why are you striking your companion? But he said, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid, and said, Surely the matter has become known. When Pharaoh heard about this matter, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the presence of Pharaoh, and settled in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them, and watered their flock. When they came to their father rule, he said, Why have you come back so soon today? They said, An Egyptian saved us from the shepherds. And what is more, he even drew water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his daughter, Where is he then? Why is it that you have left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. And Moses was willing to live with the man. And he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses. Then she gave birth to a son. And he named him Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died, and the sons of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry for help because of their bondage ascended to God. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness, and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not being consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burning up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their outcry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, 
the Hivite, and the Jebusite. And now, behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And now, come, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Assuredly, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you, that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, This is what you shall say to the sons of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, This is what you shall say to the sons of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is the name for all generations to use to call upon me. Go, and gather the elders of Israel together, and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I am indeed concerned about you, and what has been done to you in Egypt. So I said I will bring you up out of the oppression of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will pay attention to what you say, and you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So now, please let us go a three days' journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go, except under compulsion. So I will reach out with my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that he will let you go. I will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask her neighbor, and the woman who lives in her house, for articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters, so you will plunder the Egyptians. Matthew 26 When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. At that time the chief priests and the elders of the people were gathered together in the courtyard of the high priest named Caiaphas, and they plotted together to arrest Jesus covertly and kill him. But they were saying, Not during the festival otherwise a riot might occur among the people. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany, at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster veil of very expensive perfume, and she poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. 
But the disciples were indignant when they saw this, and said, Why this waste? For this perfume could have been sold for a high price, and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you bothering the woman? For she has done a good deed for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me to betray him to you? And they set out for him thirty pieces of silver. And from then on he looked for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into a city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I am keeping the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. Now when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved, they began saying to him, Each one, Surely it is not I, Lord. And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is going away just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man to not have been born. And Judas, who was betraying him, said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. Now, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is being poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it with you, new, in my Father's kingdom. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter replied to him, Even if they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that this very night, before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. All the disciples said the same thing as well. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and told his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him, and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved, 
to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying, so that you do not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink from it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again, and went away, and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples, and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. Behold, the one who is betraying me is near. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a sign previously, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Arrest him. And immediately... Judas went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached and drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place. For all those who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must happen this way? At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me, as you would against a man inciting a revolt? Every day I used to sit within the temple grounds teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scriptures of the prophets will be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and he came inside and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now the chief priests and the entire council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus, so that they might put him to death. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. But later on two came forward and said, This man has stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Do you offer no answer for what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest said to him, 
I place you under oath by the living God to tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? See, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face, and beat him with their fists, and others slapped him, and said, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is the one who hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a slave woman came to him, and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another slave woman saw him, and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, You really are one of them as well since even the way you talk gives you away. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man! And immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the statement that Jesus had made, Before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Acts 20. After the uproar had ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and when he had encouraged them and taken his leave of them, he left to go to Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece, and there he spent three months. And when a plot was formed against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia, and he was accompanied by Sopater of Berea, the son of Pyrrhus, and by Aristarchus, the secondus of the Thessalonians, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, and Tychicus and Trophimus of Asia. Now these had gone on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. We sailed from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and reached them at Troas within five days, and we stayed there for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were gathered together, and there was a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the window sill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept talking, Eutychus was overcome by sleep, and fell down from the third floor, and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and fell upon him, and after embracing him, he said, Do not be troubled, for he is still alive. When Paul had gone back up and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them a long while until daybreak, and then left. They took away the boy alive, and were greatly comforted. 
But we went ahead to the ship and set sail for Assos, intending from there to take Paul on board, for that was what he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and came to Mytilene. Sailing from there, we arrived the following day opposite Chios, and the next day we crossed over to Samos, and on the following day we came to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to lose time in Asia, for he was hurrying, if it might be possible, for him to be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. From Miletus he sent word to Ephesus, and called to himself the elders of the church, and when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time, serving to the Lord with all humility and with tears and trials which came upon me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was beneficial and teaching you publicly and from house to house, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, bound by the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that chains and afflictions await me. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus, to testify solemnly of the gospel of God's grace. And now, behold, I know that all of you, among whom I went about preaching the kingdom, will no longer see my face. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all people, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Be on guard for yourselves, and for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves men will arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be on alert, remembering that day and night for a period of three years I did not cease to admonish each one with tears, and now I entrust you to God, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver, or gold, or clothes. You yourselves know that these hands served my own needs, and the men who were with me. In everything I showed you that by working hard in this way you must help the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they all began to weep aloud, and embraced Paul, and repeatedly kissed him, grieving especially over the word which he had spoken, that they would not see his face again and they were accompanying him to the ship. Proverbs 10, 12-22 Hatred stirs up strife, 
but love covers all offenses. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him who has no sense. Wise people store up knowledge, but with the mouth of the foolish, ruin is at hand. The rich person's wealth is his fortress. The ruin of the poor is their poverty. The wages of the righteous is life. The income of the wicked is punishment. One who is on the path of life follows instruction, but one who ignores a rebuke goes astray. One who conceals hatred has lying lips, and one who spreads slander is a fool. When there are many words, wrongdoing is unavoidable, but one who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is like choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Psalm 22, 1-18 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my help are the words of my groaning. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Yet you are holy, you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you rescued them. To you they cried out, and they fled to safety. In you they trusted, and were not disappointed. But I am a worm, and not a person, a disgrace of mankind and despised by the people. All who see me deride me. They sneer, they shake their heads, saying, Turn him over to the Lord. Let him save him. Let him rescue him, because he delights in him. Yet you are the one who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon you from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near. For there is no one to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They have opened their mouths wide at me, as a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a piece of pottery and my tongue clings to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look, they stare at me, they divide my garments among them, and they cast lots for my clothing.